Hello, everyone. Welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and I count it an honor and privilege to be here to share with you what God's put on my heart with this Bible study. And we left off on chapter 35, and we're going to look at chapter 36 today. But before we get into that, I want to say that if this Bible podcast is blessing you, you need to share it with other people. They can't, so they can be blessed too. Because this podcast has the thought of helping other believers with their spiritual problems with the Bible and bringing a lost and dying world to Christ. So if you're looking for a way to increase and witness to people, share this podcast with them. Invite them to listen to you, with you, and tell them how to get where it is. And they can listen on their own, themselves. I'm trying to do this to get, not get records up or ratings up. But I want to help as many people as I can in a lost and dying world, Christian and pre-Christians alike. So without further ado, we're going to start looking at our podcast, chapter Job chapter number 37, and we're going from here. But before we do that, I want to share a couple things from you that God's put on my heart. Um, that I shared before in this podcast, I believe. But I want to read a story to you and then a couple stories to you. And I'm going to start trying to do something like this for the for first few minutes of our podcast after I open. And this story is actually an emotional story. It might bring a tear to your eye, but it's, it tells us what we can do to help people come to Christ and help people in needs. You know, our main focus is not just the witnesses. That's our main focus. But we got to actually help people with their needs, too. So I'm going to read the story. It says, A Call from God. One Saturday night, a pastor was working late and decided to call his wife before he left for home. It was about 10 p.m., but his wife didn't answer the phone. The pastor let it ring many times. He thought it was odd that she didn't answer, but decided to wrap up a few things and try again in a few minutes. When he tried again, she answered right away. He asked her, why haven't you answered before? And she said it hadn't rung at their house. They brushed it off as a fluke and went on their merry way. The following Monday, the pastor received a call at the church office, which was the phone that he used that Saturday night. The man that he spoke with wanted to know why he called on Saturday night. The pastor couldn't figure out what the man was talking about. Then the man said, I rang and rang, but I didn't answer. The pastor remembered the mishap and apologized for disturbing him, explaining that he intended to call his wife. The man said, that's okay. Let me tell you my story. You see, I was planning to commit suicide on Saturday night. But before I did, I prayed that God, if you were there and you don't want me to do this, give me a sign now. Mm -hmm. At that point, my phone started to ring. I looked at the caller ID and it said, Almighty God, I was afraid to answer. The church that the pastor attends and works at is called Almighty God Tabernacle. So let me tell you something, Saints. There's a lot of people, especially we dealt with yes we dealt with before, especially in these you know, what Job is going through are in emotional and if emotional time and troubled times. And let me tell you, because of their emotional and troubled times, sometimes they feel the only way they can get out of things if they just end it. 
And I shared that I got a cousin that feels the same way every time my cousin gets attacked. But, you know, we got to remember. It's like that guy was planning to commit suicide. He remembered that maybe I should pray. And he prayed and God sent an answer. And his answer was. God calling. Let me tell you something, saints. He got a sign and it kept him from committing suicide. It probably gave him hope. So this is why I kind of do this podcast. To help a lost and dying world find Christ. But also help current Christians with maybe emotional problems that they're going through. And obviously the story of the, that I read kind of was about a guy that um, was going through an emotional time. And he wanted to, uh, you know, make sure that his life and his decision was right. See? And he was calling and asking for help. Okay? So that's that one story. And there's another story I want to share with you. And... It's called Seeing Clearly. Alright. And it's a true story. By Lavonia Cates. And the, what I'm reading to you is a is a Sunday school flyer through the adult Sunday school class. And it's talking about you know, it gives us practical way of living. Now it says, my husband Keith and I had been sheltering at home over the months into a pandemic. After dinner, we settled down onto couch to watch Jeopardy. I turned my head to the right towards the television. Straightly, the screen was out of my focus. I blinked hard, closed my eyes tightly, and slowly opened them. Everything on that side of the living room was doubled my eyes must have just be tired because I'm nearsighted and that can be well without my contacts or glasses. When reading or inside my home, I haven't been wearing my contacts for days. Tomorrow, I'll be more consistent. I readjust my body to face the TV more directly, but still struggle to see the image and would words work with clarity. The next day, I put on my contacts and wore them all day, but even blurred the same difficulties in focusing relocating to a chair on the left side of the room, helping and moving closer to the screen, but noticeably notable improvement. The next afternoon, I was talking to my sister-in-law on my cell phone as I talked my daily walk to the park. Walk looking up, I startled to see everything around me in two folds. The trees, the shrubs, the path, the car moving on the side street. I interrupted the conversation to tell her about what I'm experiencing. Her voice reflected her concern. You call your doctor or go to the emergency room, she said. That's not normally and could be really serious. She spoke from experience as she has lost her vision in her right eye from a stroke in an optic nerve less than a year ago. I promised I would call the doctor's office as soon as I got home, but by the time I reached my house, I was dizzy, struggling with a headache. After telling Keith of my condition, my heart pounded as I dialed my doctor's number. The receptionist referred me to a tree triage specialist who asked several questions and scheduled a virtual appointment with my doctor for the next morning at 7.30 a.m. She concluded firmly, but it gets worse, go to the emergency room. After she hung up, I, I evaluated my vision inside my home. I could see clearly a short distance straight in front of me, and reading was not a problem. 
but if I looked to the right or gazed out the window, everything doubled. Sitting down at my computer, I researched double vision. I learned that several serious conditions like strokes, tumors, lesions, and some chronic diseases could cause it. I inhaled deeply and bowed my head. Lord, I ask for your peace and your healing. Give me your perspective in this situation. It had become my habit to pray for a word from the Lord and for the coming year on January 1st and then to journal about what I've learned. My word for 2020 was perspective. I respoke, recorded the scripture and quoted that, that spoke to me about viewing life through his eyes. Just that morning, I'd written down no worries about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Philippians 4, 6. And the quote from James Hudson Taylor, 1832 to 1905 years, all our difficulties, all our difficulties are only platforms for the manifestation of his grace, power, and love. Nothing beheld me that escapes his attention. He follows me, escapes his attention. And that includes this double vision. Prayfully, I cast my concerns on the Lord and slept peacefully through the night. My doctor was quite quiet through her vital exam, virtual exam. The following morning, she wanted an MRI schedule as soon as possible and referred me to an ophthalmologist. I booked an appointment with the ophthalmologist for that afternoon, but it would be three weeks before the MRI could be done. And my husband drove me to the appointment with ophthalmologist. I found keeping my eyes closed helped viewing double images of the road cars and seeing me flashing my by me may woozy. After multitudes of tests and questions, the doctor determined a small muscle in my right eye was not functioning. She too was concerned about getting an MRI. As soon as possible, finding to reach my primary care doctor by phone, she promised to be in contact with their office first thing Monday morning to get the MRI schedule sooner. The double vision process progressed some over the weekend, but gratefully my closed vision was still clear. I was challenged by Psalm 6610. You have tested us, O God. You make, you have purified us like silver. Remembering that James said, the trials come to test our faith. I humbled and asked the Lord for acceptance. I called my family and request prayer. Teaching, reaching out also to my friends online. Prayer were answers late Monday. The nurse for a primary care physician called to say that the MRI had been moved to Friday afternoon. Every day I wanted I still wanted, went over for my walk. If I kept my eyes closed and focused on the immediate area in front of me, I didn't get dizzy. But with one, only one eye open, sorry, I lost my place. With only one eye open, I had no depth perception trial with the rocks or roots proven too difficultly, so I stuck to the pavement and smooth gravel trails. Mm -hmm. Finally, Friday arrived. The MRI took over an hour inside a clinging machine. My doctor called in the early evening to give me the results. It showed no abnormalities, ruling out the possibility of stroke tumors and any other serious condition. God has answered prayer again. But the double vision continued. The following week, I rode with my husband to my follow-up appointment with the ophthalmologist, wondering when or if I would be able to drive again. Remembering my commitment to place it all in God's hand, I chose to be grateful for having someone to help me. My eye exam showed the condition remained, 
about the same. This could be caused by a virus attacking the nerves. There's no treatment we know of, and it could last two or three months before going away. My doctor said as she scheduled another appointment in four weeks. Her conclusion proved true. By the end of the month, the double vision faded away, and it has not returned. Like the lens, the doctor had flipped, seeking the clearest images. This trial proved to be a filter that helps me see everything, everyday gifts. With sharp accruity, thankfulness washed over me, for sight, for breath, for ability to walk and bend to sing and pray, hug and touch. I remember to daily be content with all that comes in the master hands. Now this story is kind of like the last story. You know, she had a problem before she did the dra anything drastic. She went to God in prayer. And ask for God to take care of this needs. Okay. And let me tell you something saints. She did the right thing. But it also tells us sometimes God allows these things to happen to us. Because we lose. We lose our. That's the word I'm trying to say. Ability to appreciate what we have. And, you know, sometimes we do that with Christ. So sometimes he allows something to happen to us to get something taken care of. Or sometimes he allows us to happen to us to realize what we have so we can appreciate things more. All right. Well, as we know, Job is going through trials himself. He lost all of his family, all of his livestock, his wife, and he's got five annoying Four friends being annoying and another friend here named Elu who is actually being the one that is kind of being a voice of reason in between this. But we're going to continue our Bible study now. And the title of the first of this part of the Bible study of chapter 37 is called Elu introduces God to, jo to Job and his friends. Now, we're going to read Job chapter 37, verses 1 through 13. Let's read that now. And it says, The storm excites me, my heart beats, and I can feel the movement of my own heart. Listen, listen to the noise of the storm. The noise is like God's own voice from heaven. God sent the lightning. God caused the lightning to strike across the world, and the ground caused thunder. This after lightning, this is like the sounds of God's voice is so powerful. God's voice surprises us. He does great things that we cannot explain. He tells us the snow. He tells us the snow where to fall down. He tells, he says to the rain, become powerful storm. God caused every man to stop work so they can see the work of God. Animals hide their stay in their homes. And strong winds blew and the weather became cold. God caused ice like lakes freeze. God surprised water to, to the clouds. And he scatters lightning throughout the clouds he directs the movements of the crowds across the world and the clouds do whatever god's order he might use the clouds to punish men caused to punish men by a terrible storm or he might provide rain because he loves the people of the earth okay Now, we're going to look at the information that I got from verses 1 through 13 that I just shared with you. And the subtitle to this is, is that the storm sounds like the voice of God. 
So what we're going to do now, we're going to talk about the verses 1 through 13 under the subheading, The Storm Sounds Like the Voice of God. For many chapters, Job and his friends had talked about God. Some things that they said were correct, but other things were wrong. Job and his friends were talking about things that they didn't know because he, as he we know they were going to the premises of Job being a great sinner. And that's why he's being punished. But we know because we have stuff that they don't have. We have the book of the Job of the Bible that was wrote about in Job chapter 1 and 2. It explains that this is a little face-off between God and the devil. Because the devil, when he met his requirement meeting time before God, the goal before God, God asked Satan, has he exerted his servant Job? And he said yes. And basically he told God, if you take your hands off him, he would... He wouldn't be as faithful as you think. He is now. So there was a challenge set there. And God chose to accept. But he gave him free reign. But not to take his life. And then we know where we are today. Job lost everything he had. Lost all of his kids. Lost all of his herds. And his stock. And lost all of his servants. And then a roundabout way. In a roundabout way, he even lost his wife. But we know that this wasn't done because Job sinned. Right? This was done because God wanted to prove to the devil that Job was not cursed. him and leave him and to this point we might have been a little upset about God but still stands and stay with him even though all the stuff that Job friends were putting on him okay now back to the thought at hand soon the men would have an experience of God's greatness God himself would speak to Job. Then he, the men would start to realize how great God is. Elu had a special task. First, he advised Job by the Holy Spirit. Elu corrected some errors that Job and his friend, friends had made. Then Elu introduced God to the men. But God is too great to mirror men. So the first thing we got to say here, God does things differently way in different ways. With that saying, God speaks to his people in many different methods. Elu described a dream and a servant of God. Sometimes God was spoken to the people in very quiet ways. Like in first Kings chapter nineteen, verse eleven through thirteen. Let's go there. That verse now and see what the point is. Let's read First Kings chapter 19 verses 11 through 13 to see how this way God spoke. Verse 11. And the king of Israel answered and said, Tell him, let not griddle his hardness force himself as he to put, put it off. And it came to pass when Ben Haddon heard this message as he was drinking, he and the king in the pavilion, that he said to his servants, Set yourself array, and stay set themselves array against the city. And behold, there came a prophet unto a King Ahab of Israel. Thou said the Lord, 
as thou see all great multitudes, behold, I deliver it into thy hands this day, and the Lord shall know that I am the Lord. So here's the king Ahab was in the situation and a war and it looked like it was going to go very very well but God what well, not very well but God sent the prophet to tell the king Ahab that that just show God does not does talk to us in different ways ways you know God said that the Lord said thou have seen the great multitudes Behold, I will deliver it into thy hands this day, and the Lord shall know that I am the Lord. And we see God telling him that. I'm going to do something. And he's gone when he can promise on what God's going to do. Now that part of scripture, that basically tells him, us, that he said he's going to come to pass. Okay, everything he says is going to come to pass. Now, but God spoke to Job from its from the storm. But God spoke to Elu to describe the storm, where the lessons about God that the people could learn from the storms. One described the storms that they're less. Storms were a lesson about God that people could learn from the storm. One, the storm was a powerful and was allowed. Nobody could continue to do work, but God is more powerful than any storms. Two things happened during the storm that surprised him. And there was, there was snow. There was lightning. God deeds and supply, for example, the first Christmas did not expect God would send them to tell the message of the foreigners of Jesus being born. Sometimes rain, it goes new because the rain provides our water, it provides terrible storms, bad news, so whatever it's got. He helps, God helps people, but he punishes the bad people. So we're just telling us that this is a way God can talk to us through the storms that you might be saying. You might be saying, well, Pastor Ron, what about these storms and the hurricanes and the tornadoes and COVID-19 and all that good things are getting, all these good people are getting hurt. And bad people are getting punished, hurt too. Well, I want to share a little bit. And I... Sh the last... Good people are getting hurt from COVID, killing people, you know. Believe that everything that was taken lives around from us. Well, these people time to go. I believe it's these people's time to go. I don't think it was a punishment to those people. I just think it was their time to go. Sorry. Sorry, I'm having some technical difficulties here. To go. And I believe that there have been some punishment going on with COVID here. From, from God, because to get people to focus on him and not the world. So God does tell us that He shows us and does speak in many different ways. I remember talking about Eli, Elijah, and the great 
thing that he did against Rahab, Ahab's um, people, their priest, and there were false gods. And we know from the victory that they did a thing of worshiping to to God and to their gods, and we know that they did everything they could to get an answer from God, but they their God, but it didn't happen. But Elijah did all kinds of stuff, poured water over the altar and everything, and caused the and prayed to God, and God accepted the sacrifice and answered him. Okay, and there was a great victory. And that made King Ahab mad. Okay. Now, I want to retract some of the stuff that I was sharing with you. I think God was telling them that he was going to be um, messed up with, that, you know, he's going to be punished, not rewarded. You know, I just didn't want that to go that way with what I was sharing. Okay. He said he would receive, you know, receive means, could mean receive help or it could mean receive punishment. Okay. But we know that Elijah ran off after he was threatened to be killed. And then we know that he got under a tree and God fed him. God gave him water. And then God took him to a cave. And he said, what do you hear? And went through many different loud noises. He hear. He said, that's not me. Listen to the quietness. God talks with a small voice. But he does make a way for us to hear. And listen, we just got to train our ears to listen to the Father. Now, just because we're in the rainstorm, or the house got blown down, or a tornado destroyed, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that punished we're being punished. Was for it could mean that God using this situation. To get our other family members in our life on track with God. Or people in the, the park. But God always supplies the needs to make sure we get back to what we have. Which we're going to find out cause. Job. <laughs> we know Job gets two times back what it has even that what he had back to him okay now Elu explained that God talks to us in all kinds of ways and we need to learn different ways that God talks to us and he uses the storms for an example all right now we're going to look at verses, the next set of verses, verses 14 through 18. Then it says, Listen, Job, and stand still and think about God's wonderful work. You do not know how God controls the clouds, and God causes the lightning to flash. How God in, says in the sky, Wonderful work of God, who knowledge is perfectly our so hot when there's a self wind but you cannot help God make the sky which seems solid and material okay now the subheading under this is called this is called God's wonderful work okay God's wonderful work we're going to cover verse 14 through 18 God does all these wonderful things, and no person can do such things. In other words, God can do things that we cannot do. And that's why we need to try to fix things for us, not fix things for ourselves. 
we need to go to God and let Him do it because He can only do things we cannot do. People today cannot control the weather. So we should learn that God deserves an honor. He is greater than anyone else and he, we must respect Him. This is what Job's greatest error in his speeches. Job concentrated on his own life he emphasizes that it was that he was innocent spoke about in his own right but job did not realize that god always right job was spoken about god's greatness but often job preferred to speak about himself other words we got to learn not to everything is about us that happening god has a plan known how to make things right god might be teaching us something god might be getting us on track again god might be using it to show the devil that you don't Got this one. So he could be getting people near you to gather, get their lights right, and could be getting you through kinds of stuff for something happens down the road. Ready for something that happens down the road. That he knows you're going to talk to persons that are going through this and that were you're prepared to help these people. Don't always Think that like Job, friend thought, when people not be that God might be using you to get people back to God by using the first prepare and teach you something that they gone through so you can help someone down the road. Sorry, I'm having a lot of the technical difficulties today. Um, but we're going to look at our sir section now of Scripture. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to look at verses 19 to 24. Verses 19 to 24. Verse 19 teaches us what we sh what we should say to God. But if we can't say nothing because of our evil behavior, we do not deserve to speak to God, only deserve to die. When the water clears up, even the sun shines too bright for the eyes, for the north, God comes. He is like a great king that surrounds. God is great. There then we are he is important he is powerful he is fair and he he is not cruel so respect him and do not pretend that you are wise and going to look at verse 19 to 21 thought we have here we have no right to speak to god except the right that god has given us do not deserve god's help everybody has done evil evil things God only forgives us because of the things that himself have died instantly. But the wonderful news that God loves us, even wants to speak to Job. God wants to forgive Job's friends. 
God is great because of this power, powerful, but God is also great because of his love. Perhaps Elu realized that God would speak soon, so Elu, Elu, Elu told the other men clearly that they must respect God. So Elu reminded the men about the main ideal. In his speech, the men had heard had argued about who has the wisest, but God is wiser. And any man, in fact, even if God were foolish, his words should, would still be wiser than any man could ever foolish, is wise, and must respect him. So what we have learned here today is this, in this podcast, Job, Job, chapter 37 of this Bible study. First, we learned this. We learned that Elu was trying to tell us that God speaks to us in many different ways. Many things in life. God uses the storm here, and we know he used it with um, in Exodus well, Moses and them at Mount Sinai. And when he talked, it said his voice was like thunder and lightning. Let me tell you something, saints. God has a way to talk to you. Sometimes he talks to us through our circumstances, which could be storms. Sometimes God talks to us through people. Sometimes God talks to us through pastors, preaching. Sometimes God talks to us through pastors. Sometimes God talks to us through counselors. Sometimes God gives you a thought. Sometimes God uses something you read. Sometimes God uses the Bible to speak to you. But what we got to do, we got to start knowing that God is speaking to us. Even though we have sinned and come short of the glory of God, He still allows us to talk to Him, even though sometimes we may not have the right to do it, but he's still there, and he wants to hear you, and he wants to help you. He wants you to come, just like we from the two Bible stories that we use today. God wants you to come and learn what he wants you to learn, and do what he wants you to do. But he wants you to come to him. Yes, he's our God. But he's also our father. He's also our creator. And he wants to help. You know, think about times when you are making something. You're nurturing it. You're working on it. You're fixing it. Trying to get it right. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to help work in your life to get it right, to get you right. And he, we also learned that he wants to prepare us sometimes to help people. So sometimes we go through these trials or these storms like Job is going through because God wants us there to help someone to get through it when, they go, when it's their time to go through it. God might bring someone into your life. Or God, if you're a minister, God might bring you through things so you have experiences to share with people when they're going through the storms of life. But then, if we are wrong and God is using these storms of life to get us right with God, and we backslidden or we're doing things wrong, we need to go to God and ask Him to forgive us. Now, and then also, maybe we don't know Christ. And I said something here today that you want to come to Christ. Because the Bible said that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. And he's there to help you and bring you through. And I know this podcast was a little bit, a lot of information and reading today that you heard. And I lost my spot a few times and I had some technical difficulties. But let me tell you something, saints. I'm real with you. 
God is telling us today. He's talking to us. He's knocking on your door. And it's not in the loudness of the world. It's in the, it's in the quietness, their voice. In other words, you need to go talk to him. You need to find a quiet place so you can hear him. Because he's talking to you. And sometimes we know he's talking to us, but sometimes just like a kid that knows an answer to a problem that the parents have. But because they're kids, they're being sent to the room or out of the room. And then when they found out that the kid knows the answer, they yell at him. You know, we do that to God. We got to start getting out of the chaos of the problem and get into a quiet place and ask God to guide us and talk to us. But Job couldn't have time to do that with all these friends, you know, they're yelling at him and calling him a sinner. And he kind of felt that he had to defend himself. But he also, but he made a lot of good points in his defending himself. But it was about him. He needed to make it about God. And that's what we need to do, make our problems about God. And come to him when we had to fix our sins. And also come to him if we're not Christians yet. I follow him. And I'm going to do that right now. We're going to take a time right now to take time to pray and ask God to help us come to him. If you want to come to him, just say this prayer with me and repeat it. And if you're a Christian and you do that, you'll make the right decision in your life. Pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you to come into my heart and life. Forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness with your precious blood. I ask you this in Jesus' name. I now accept you as my Savior. Guide me. Lead me. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you said that, I want you to find a Bible-based church. I want you to continue to listen here too, but find a Bible-based church and uh, let them teach you some things that I can't because we're only on the air, but a physical church, a physical Bible-based church. will then help you with some things and nurturing you through your thing, your time with Christ. And I'd like to welcome you to the family of God. And if you did that, describe to this podcast. I know this podcast is on Hub Hopper, but it's also on Spotify. It's also on different networks, uh, platforms. And some of those platforms let you send messages to me. So send messages to me. I will get them. And I will talk to him. But I hope that you like this podcast. And if it is, bless, share it with someone and let it be a blessing. And, and you do your part of witnessing and helping a lost and dying world and current Christians too that need help. On that note, I'd like to say God bless you. Join me next Tuesday which probably won't be as much as information, but I, I did a lot of reading information today because I felt that information was um, you uh, beneficial. And I know sometimes I read it and I do things in my own words. I did do my things to wrap things up in my own words, but I just want you to know that God is there for you. And that's what this whole chapter 37 is. And he's willing to listen to you. You just got to go before him and let him help you. And then if you found that you're sinning, change your life. Ask for forgiveness. And come to him if you don't have him as your savior. That's what we learned today. On that note, 
I'd like to say God bless you. See you next Tuesday for God's Internet Church episode 115, I believe, next week. I'd like to say God bless you and have a blessed week. And join us. I got a couple of announcements. Um, if you're in the Port Huron area, join us at Port Huron Assembly of God on Wednesday. I believe the time is 6.30. And we're going to the church that I attend. I know it's not Port Huron. It's not God's Internet Church. But this pastor goes to church too. They're having a women's Bible meeting. Study. And it's kind of on some of the subject of what Job is going on. and I mean mental. And you know. Uh, not mental issues. But. You know, issues of things that bring us down and, and mental awareness. You know, you know, so people don't commit suicide, but help find ways through God to help just like I did. But it, unfortunately, it's just for the women. I believe it's at 6.30 at Port Huron Assembly of God. I don't know if you had to describe or call, but I'm sure if you just show up, they'll make room for you. So... If you're in the Port Huron area, I encourage you to go there. Um, the next time God's Internet Church will meet will be Friday night at 7 o'clock on the book of Proverbs, chapter number 17, I believe it is. And we're going to continue our Bible study there. And if you want to, you can go to your Facebook page. Put it in the search bar, God's Internet Church. It'll bring up the group. Um, you can listen to previous sermons and uh, Bible studies there. And uh, bring um, also, hit the search, hit the um, join button. You will be automatically joined. There's no problems there. Um, then I will welcome you to God's Internet Church. Because our church is an online church. And that's why we do all this stuff online. And then the next after that it will be Sunday morning. I mean Sunday at evening at 7 o'clock for God's Internet Church online Sunday night service. And which I, the lead pastor here, preached there. And I teach the Bible study on Wednesday too. On that note, I like to say God bless you. Thank you for joining me. Join me next Tuesday. Join us Thursday. And join us this Sunday. And also, if you are in the Port area, join the women's mental women's class study. And you'll be glad you did. On that note, I like to say God bless you and have a blessed week.